What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. I have a really crazy story to tell about the, you know, if you guys heard what happened in Mexico at one of the soccer games down there. Absolute crazy story. I was not prepared for what I was about to see in the videos, but before we get to that, I have a real quick favor to ask you guys. If you guys are on your phones, make sure if you're not on Hover yet, Hover.gg, make sure you go download the app Hover.gg, H-O-V-E-R.gg. It's an amazing app. Essentially, if you guys didn't hear the podcast before, you guys can go back and listen to it. It's called What is Hover.gg. It's essentially like Twitch and TikTok had a baby. It's amazing, amazing platform to help you guys grow as streamers and if you just enjoy the content. Make sure if you guys sign up, use use my referral code Glock9, that's G-L-O-C-K and the number 9, Glock9 as the referral code. Make sure you guys follow me on there, at Glock9, G-L-O-C-K-N-9-N-E. I greatly appreciate it. They are not a sponsor of this show, but I'm going to start with that because I really want to get everybody on that app. It's so cool. But So, I went to a buddy's house on Saturday to go watch the UFC event. And we heard nothing the whole time about this this happening all day Sunday. If you guys know me, I'm on social media a lot. I follow a lot of sports news. I, I you know even if I don't I don't watch soccer. I'm not a big soccer fan. And if you let me explain, uh, the best way I always explain it is like I get tired just watching these guys run. I don't disrespect the sport. It's it, you have to be an incredible athlete to play this game. But for me, I think it's more or less I don't really understand a lot that's going on. So. It just never piqued my interest in sports. Uh, but I got to work Monday morning and a buddy of mine was telling me, did you guys see the riots in Mexico and the crazy, you know, this crazy stuff that happened, whatever. He's like kind of explaining it to us. And uh, I, I was like, what? There's no way I didn't, I, I, I didn't hear about this. It's absolutely insane. Now, be like, real quick, be very careful if you're going to go look this stuff up like I did. The, there's some it's very very graphic content i have no problem like i usually i'm not trying to brag but i've seen some really effed up stuff in my life in you know in person on, on you know videos i've seen some really graphic stuff and i will say these videos are very disturbing uh, it's not just your usual, like what we would think about when we, when we see riots, people want to talk about January 6th riot. They want to talk about Black Lives Matter riots. And, you know, no, this is this is pretty intense stuff, guys. Like, seriously, um, over 20 people last I can find. I'm going to read some articles here in a minute. But last I know, there's been 20 plus people that have died. And I'll, I'll explain it, in, you know in more detail later, but he was explaining this whole thing. And I, so I go on Twitter and I just look up the two words, soccer riot. That's it. Soccer riot. And I was not prepared for all that. It, it, it was, it was by far the most graphic content I've ever, I've ever seen when it comes to, when, when it comes to just violence. I mean, there's literally pictures on the internet that of people literally laid out dead. You literally saw videos of people beaten to death. And what struck me as odd, what struck me as odd is when you start going through ESPN, Sports Center, Bleacher Report, you can't find anything on this. Now, as I'm recording this like three or four days later, 
you can find a couple things. But two of the biggest sports medias in the world, not just domestic and international, they cover everything. And why is this not like mainstream news? Why is this not being talked about? And that's what really piqued my interest about this entire situation. So I found an article that was actually from Sunday night. So about over 24 hours have passed before Bleacher Report even released an article about it. So I finally, but it's, if you, if you have Bleacher Report on your phone, I went to breaking news. I went to their, all their categories. I couldn't find the art, this article. I had to Google search it and it came up and I, I, I'm going to apologize. I cannot pronounce this team's name. I don't even know how to say the league's name. So you can go ahead and laugh at me all you want. But it's Querataro versus Atlas Liga or Liga MX match suspended after fans suffer injuries in brawl. That's what that's the name of the article. I probably pronounced it wrong, whatever. Uh, But this was written Sunday night, 24 hours afterwards. This is is what it says. A match between Querataro... I'm probably saying that wrong. And Atlas on Saturday was suspended because of violence involving fans in the stands. Per ESPN's Cesar Hernandez, play was suspended in the second half after fans ran onto the field in an attempt to avoid a series of fights that broke out in the stands. Referee Fernando Guerrero ordered the match to be stopped in the 63rd minute with the hope of trying to restore order among the fans. However, the violence continued to spread across the upper bowl of the stadium, which hosted World Cup games in 1986. Hernandez wrote, After hundreds of fans continued to flood the field of play, Guerrero halted the game for good. There are conflicting reports about the extent of the injuries sustained from the violence. One official report from Yahoo Sports, again, these articles, these articles, I'm not going to go through every single one of them, but they all are saying zero deaths. So continue, it says from Jack Bear from Yahoo Sports claimed 44 people were wounded, including two seriously, but no deaths have occurred or did occur. Uh, Michael Michael Ariola announced those responsible for a lack of security in the stadium would be punished. There hasn't been any indication if or when the the match might be restarted. Both teams have eight remaining games in the 2022 season. Atlas was leading one to zero when the play was suspended. That's it. That's their whole article. It's like two paragraphs, right? So, but my biggest thing that struck me, and you know how my brain works if you've been listening to my show long enough, how can you say there were no deaths? Because again, when I explained the, 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 how intense this was, you just literally go and look up soccer riot. And you're going to see some of the most barbaric stuff you've ever seen in your life. Like, I, I obviously, I'm not going to play audio or anything on this show because you, 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 we won't get a full picture of it. But to give you an example of what happened, you can see, I, I didn't know this at the time. I, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine at work. Uh, asking kind of because he's he's a soccer fan. He he knows more than me. Also, I was having him translate some videos for me because it's all in Spanish. Um, basically, I was not aware that both sides of the stadium are separated. The fan bases are separated. And you can actually see in some of the photos I'm actually having sitting right in front of me. 
that there's actually a chain link fence that goes through the stands, has barbed wire, barbed wire like around the top of the fence, uh, and there's no there's there's no way to get to the other side because it's a locked gate. And then I and then I was talking to, and then I was talking to a, a couple other people that have been to games like this, especially in down in Mexico. I guess sometimes depending on the stadium, depending on the team, you can. When you purchase your ticket, you kind of like put your team, what team you're there to support. And there's different entrances and different exits. And so in some of these videos, there's a couple of interviews. And one of the interviews is from that night. Uh, this kid was on there and he's talking about how his friend, his friend died. And uh, he was like being beaten and all this, other, all this other stuff. But what struck me as odd was when you, so when you go to these games and especially this game, when you read some of the people that were interviewed, they went through different entrances. If you're for Atlas or you're for the other team, I'm going to keep saying the other team, by the way. Uh, you had to go through a different entrance. You had to go through security. And one team was complaining, or one one fan base was complaining that when they were checked, you couldn't even have a belt on. You couldn't have anything that could be used as a weapon. They were taking everything from from them. But the other side... They, there were people in there with ice picks and knives, belts, and you know, you name it. And there's literally hundreds of videos on here. There's a picture I just found right now that was posted today that literally shows a guy knocked out on the field. And there's a, a guy in the blue jersey. I think it's Querotaro. Um, I think Atlas is red. He's literally kneeling on the guy's head, giving a thumbs up to his friend as he takes a picture. And someone made it or someone reposted it and it says, like hunters, a picture with their dead prey. And that's kind of the, 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 what you get from there. So the first video that you can kind of find is the fence that separates them. There's a concourse, right? And there's, you know, imagine going to a baseball game, football game. There's a concourse that goes around the stadium, but through the middle of it, there's a fence that separates the two sides, which kind of gives you an idea. It gives me an idea. I don't want to sound ignorant when it comes to this stuff. I did. I did a lot of asking around because, again, I don't watch soccer. I don't, and especially this is in a different country. Um, but apparently, there's it has there's a history of violence. You know, just like we've had with football, but not to this extent in the U.S. If you guys have ever heard of the Oakland Raiders, <laughs> you know my my home or one of my hometown teams I grew up around. You don't wear other teams' stuff to the stadium. I mean, it's different nowadays, but back in the day, you, you'd be dumb to kind of wear your team's stuff to the stadium. So in this video, I'm going to describe it to you. These guys are yelling at each other through the fence. And it was translated uh, on the video in English, and they're telling each other, I'll kill you, F you, that kind of stuff, flipping each other off. And as they're arguing and they're kicking the fence and like one guy threw a drink at the other other guy through the fence, uh, a cop or security or whoever literally walks up and unlocks the fence. And then the both sides just clash. And that's, that's the end of that video. I mean, as soon as they, they just, you know, whoever was filming the video was right in the front of it. And they the guy opened, they unlocked the fence, they opened it and they went at it and the video's over. So... Why would, why would you, as a security guard, police, whatever, why would you open that gate? I don't understand why you would open the gate. 
it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It makes it seem like it was planned or instigated by the people who are there to keep these people safe, right? So that was the first one. The next one shows somebody, uh, there's a cop standing there. It's, it's an actual police officer standing there on his cell phone, nonchalant, doesn't care. As they're on the red, the Atlas side, the red side, um, and you see a bunch of guys, like probably like 30, 40 guys running down the concourse at like 100 miles an hour. And you should know as a police officer, they all shouldn't be there. And he doesn't even care. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't, doesn't even give him a second look. So it was very confusing. It was very confusing of what the security level was and why and why there was no security. And if there was security, why do they not care? So I'm going to explain this there, this video right here. I'm going to explain what's happening. This is so there's a lady in pink and they're picking up this guy. She's she's um from my understanding, if you actually look at some of the comments cuz you can translate on on Twitter, they're saying that she's actually like a quote-unquote handler or bodyguard for somebody. That's why she's wearing the bright pink shirt. She has a bunch of gear on her side. And this guy is knocked out, like completely knocked out, completely knocked out. They're trying to get him away from the concourse, from people walking over him, people actually purposely stepping on him. And they carry, they carry his body to the side. As they're carrying it, a guy comes up and kicks the guy in the crotch. Well, then they end up dropping him as eight or nine people start kicking him in the face, whipping him with belts as he's on the floor I think this guy's knocked out, but he very well could be dead already. And then the lady who was helping him just walks away. I mean, in reality, you see a brutal act like this. You really don't want to get in the middle of it. And by the way, let me let me be very clear. They're not lightly kicking this guy. They are kicking him as hard as they can in the face, in the head, whipping him with belts, and he's not moving. He's not reacting at all because he's either out or he's already dead. It, it, it's the most brutal, one of the most brutal things I've seen. And I'm sitting here scrolling through videos because there's a there's a lot in here. And I, haven't even, I have not even gotten to the worst parts yet. So you can see a family running across the soccer field. So there's a, uh, a a family running across the field. It's a, a man, his wife, and two children. And you realize that the children are shirtless. There's a reason why they're shirtless. Because in these videos, you can see them ripping the jersey off of people. And by the way, I've seen both jerseys get written off. This isn't... This isn't just one side versus the other, that one side was violent, one wasn't. But they they were ripping jerseys off of people. But not only that, after they were dead on the ground, again, they were dead, they were stripping their bodies butt naked. And you can see many pictures of those. Again, I'm not I don't suggest any of you guys look it up. But they were stripping bodies butt naked. And while they were naked and dead already on the ground, there's videos that of people walking up with chairs, like fold-up chairs, metal chairs. And as they're naked, laid on the ground, completely, completely motionless. I, 
in my opinion, there was so much blood there that I, I, they're, I, I believe they're dead. They start bashing their head in with a metal chair. I cannot understand what could lead to something like this. And it's on it. Like I'm reading these these articles, like or this uh, these tweets right now. It says just went scrolling through the Atlas, uh, the Atlas riot on Twitter. It's the saddest stuff I've seen. Should have never went through. Th never should have never went through that. And then here's one report saying 30 plus dead and over 100 injured. This was posted on March 7th, two days after. No one should go to a football game with fear of being hurt or dying. Football is meant to be an escape from reality. I'm 100%. It's one of the reasons why uh, I get tired of watching. I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge football fan. I agree with that 100%. Football is, football is meant to be an escape from reality, whether it's football, American football or Mexican football. I don't like seeing politics or any of this, that, you know, any kind of stuff on sports. You know, you go to a sports game, the last thing you should be, um, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Do you hear, hear, uh, yeah, you have pictures of here of people hitting each other with poles that they took from the field, fold up chairs. They're actually climbing over the bar, uh, barbed wire fence. Uh, here they are, and this is the video I was just talking about with the, the guy that, and he, I'm telling you, that guy's dead. Completely dead. Butt naked in the middle, in the middle of the, um, concourse, and they're hitting him in the head with chairs. There's literally, there's blood everywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And I know I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself right now, but th this stuff is completely, completely sad to watch. It's very disturbing. There's pictures of families right here that are trying their hardest to just stay away from everybody. They're 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 kind of like tucked under their seats. Um, uh, I did read, or I I read a translation from one of the interviews that there were children that were attacked too because they had the wrong jersey on. Like people people walked like saw these kids wearing a jersey, told them to take it off. The kids don't know how to react. I mean, it's a very scary situation. And one of the one of the witnesses were, uh, that was talking to the news said that uh, they kicked the Kicked the, pro the the guy said that he was probably seven or eight years old, and they kicked him in the face. And then the dad picked him up and ran and ran away. And it's like how despicable. It doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. So there's an article here that was just released today of all days. So here here or I'm sorry, this is yesterday. Today's the ninth. This was released today, March seventh, or yesterday, March seventh. And it's from the Los Angeles Times. And it seems that people are now starting to report a little bit more reality of what happened. It says, it kind of goes into detail. It's kind of a long article. Allow me to read it for a second. So it says, what happened? The game between the Mexican League rivals was suspended in the 62nd minute. I'm going to skip by that. People were seen attacking each other with, with weapons such as knives, metal bars, chairs, and belts, as well as their fists and feet. Many players fled to, to the locker rooms, although some of the Quartero uh, remained near the bench, attempting to calm the situation. Uh, and, uh, dude, there's a picture right here in the middle of the article. That's why I paused. I haven't seen this picture before. It looks like there's like seven people smiling as they're kicking a guy on the ground, and there's a the guy is holding a chair, about to hit the guy with a chair. And I'm not kidding. The guy on the ground looks like he's probably 55, 60 years old. I, I, I don't understand. 
Uh, a number of disturbing images emerged from the incident, obviously, including one of a man lying naked in a pool of his own blood. Another shows a group of men who appear to be rushing in to attack a man and a boy, both wearing Atlas jerseys, uh, crouching together on the grass. Another image shows a family of four running across the field. I just talked about that with with with, uh, with the children shirtless after the father ordered them to remove their Atlas jersey for their safety. Now, one thing I do, again, I want to point one thing out with this article right here. A lot of the articles that you read constantly are only showing, they're only showing pictures of Queretaro, Queretaro fans beating up on Atlas fans. But it was there. If you watch them, you can you can see um, it was going both ways. I mean, I do believe the most harshest ones with the, the the dudes that were pulling the jerseys off and stripping them naked. Those were Atlas fans that were being basically killed in those images. But it's almost like it's being shown as only one side of the fan base. You know, in these articles, you know, they keep talking about Atlas. You know, it's because of the Atlas jersey that they're being attacked. So, continuing on, the next section says how many people were injured or killed. While local government has stated that no fatalities resulted from the incident, reports cited by independent observers said 17 people had died. Others reported that the toll was much higher. TV Aztec journalist David Medrano tweeted out a photo and a confirmation of a dead Atlas fan. Um, in uh, the tweet says the first unofficial figure is 17 deceased at least uh, it says yeah confirmation of a dead Atlas fan at least two other videos have surfaced of Atlas fans who insisted they had friends who died in the stadium attacks official reports said that as many as 26 people were hospitalized including three in critical condition a competing report said the number was nearly twice that high and there's more photos these photos are absolutely insane there's a history of government misinformation and distrust amongst his people. Hey, we have that in common, Mexico. 100%. <laughs> said, the Her said Hercules Gomez, a former U.S. national team player who spent six seasons in the Mexican League, and that's going on right now. How could something like this happen? Guerrero Stadium seats nearly 34,000 people, but only 600 security personnel were staffed for a game. Between rival teams whose fans are known to despise each other. Hardcore Queretaro fans are known as Barras Bravas. I, I, or fierce gangs in Spanish. Most, if not all, of the people who were hospitalized were Atlas supporters. Several injured fans have been promised police escorts past the state line once released. It has yet to be determined how the rioters were able to easily get past metal barriers. There's a video that shows you that. Uh, and onto the field, although some reports indicate security may have opened the gates in an attempt to allow people to escape the violence in the stands. Ah. So that's what they're going to go with. They opened them to, they opened them to attempt. So basically, the video that you're, you, you, you may fall upon is going to show these, these people literally yelling, I'm going to kill you, I'll kill you, you know, mother effer, all this other stuff. And then he opens the gate to let them out of danger. Ah. I mean, imagine a, you know, a chain link fence and two dogs are barking at each other and you open the gate and then they start mauling each other. Um, why would you open the gate? You know, I, I think if you open the gate, you're, you're opening a doorway. It would probably be better to keep it locked and deal with whoever got over the fence or through the fence or however they got through there rather than letting them flood into where it's, you know, 
unmanageable. So it says, what has been the fallout? State authorities in North Central Mexico have suspended five officials, including police and civil defense employees and three people responsible for planning and preparations. Um, Michael Ariola tweeted that the incident was unacceptable and regrettable. Duh. He allowed the rest of the league scheduled play Saturday night, but canceled four matches scheduled for Sunday and Tuesday. On Sunday, he promised an investigation and possible sanctions. Uh, C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F. I don't know what the F that is. I am sorry. I got to find out what this is. Because that is a long abbreviation. <laughs> so it's the Confederation of North Central America and Caribbean Association Football. Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, that is a long abbreviation. So they condemned the violence and also called for an investigation and sanctions. FIFA described the riot as barbaric and encouraged local authorities to bring swift justice to those responsible. I couldn't agree more. What's next? Guadalupe Murguia. I don't know. The interior secretary for Queretaro said a private company partly responsible for stadium or security at the stadium would have his contracts canceled. Uh, Queretaro's governor, uh, Mauricio Curie, said he will seek attempted murder charges against individuals involved in the riot. Areola said the Liga, Liga MX would likely adopt biometric and facial recognition systems at stadiums to help keep out troublemakers. He also plans to propose barring Atlas and Queretaro fans from attending their team's road games. I mean... There have been no announcement regarding the status of Friday's scheduled games uh, for Atlas and Queretaro. So, I mean, it's really hard to sit here and read some of the stuff. I will say, 34,000 fans versus 600 security is, you know, that, that seems like a little light, but in reality, you don't usually have, if you don't usually have problems like this, then 600 people is not that much. I mean, I've worked full-on concerts for very famous people. And in reality, the total security... So that you may have like 15,000 people in attendance. Um, there's only like, I don't know, at, at total, like 100 security plus maybe 20 police officers. Uh, you know, so it, it doesn't really surprise you that much. But, I mean, if you... I mean... If violence at these games have been as bad as this, you know, if that's a very common thing, maybe you should be putting more into security and policing. But it doesn't make any sense to, you know, the opening of the gates. Then there's a video of a player. One of the players walked up to a guy on the field who's in full-on riot gear, mind you, which seemed rather convenient. And basically points up, like, hey, aren't you going to do anything about that up there? And he just kind of brushes him off and stays standing there. It doesn't make, and it's like, why aren't you doing anything? There's so many. That's what, that's one thing I wanted to get into, why this has sparked my interest. I'm not trying to go through all these, because I made a comment, you know, I made multiple comments over the last two days. There's a lot of us at work were looking at all this and bouncing ideas off each other. And so obviously the government in Mexico is lying about the whole situation. Now, I have yet to find an article, a trustworthy article anyways, that they are threatening to um, not allow Mexico to compete in the World Cup, uh, the next World Cup, whenever that is. I have not been able to confirm that, so don't take my word for it. 
So I, I, I do have an article here I, I want to read, though. This is from sportingnews.com. This is actually written. This was actually written today. Uh, this is Wednesday, the 9th. So there have been... So Mexico riots, sanctions, punishments, and new initiatives. In addition to the Cuerotero state government cracking down on fans involved in the riot, these were the sanctions that were handed down uh, by the league ex- Expulsion for the league was not one of the steps taken, which I don't think the team, from what I've seen, and if you decide you can stomach the gruesomeness of this, from what I've seen, the team, the team didn't do anything wrong. The players didn't do anything wrong. They weren't involved in any of it. So it's one of those things for me. Why? Why? If you go on Twitter, there's a bunch of people saying that they should be kicked out of the league and. The team didn't do anything wrong. So, uh, the president, Michael Ariola, announced that the league's conclusion was that the March 5th riot was directly caused by lack of action of the private security company, the police, and the club, which is ultimately responsible for the hiring and coordination of the stadium security. The following were the sanctions handed down as a result. So, this is a list. The list of sanctions that they handed down here. So there's no team ban. Queretaro's men's, women's, and youth teams will not be banned, but they will play their home games behind closed doors for one year. And that goes through March 7th of 2023. Stadium banned. It says conditional. Uh, the Queretaro's stadium is banned from hosting matches for a year, but the Queretaro teams can still play in the stadium as long as the matches are played behind closed doors and are in a three-kilometer security radius is established by state officials. Uh, supporters group banned. Aquaritero supporters will be banned for three years from home games and one year from away games. Okay. Owners and management banned. Aquaritero's current owners and management are suspended for five years. Five years. They, they were fined $70,000. That's in U.S. dollars. So I don't know what that is in uh, pesos. But $70,000. 70000 U.S. dollars. The team is up for sale. Uh, Queretaro's ownership reverts to its former owner on the condition that it is sold by the end of 2022. Uh, the franchise could also move to another city, in which case the home supporters ban will only run for one year instead of three. Uh, Queretaro lost versus Atlas. Visiting team Atlas, which had a 1-0 lead at the time of the riot, will be handed a 3-0 win by... Wow. And the match will not be replayed. Atlas fan bans. Uh, the Atlas supporter group is banned for six months from away matches through September 8th, 2022. Lifetime ban for fans. Uh, lifetime ban from any match in Mexico for all individuals convicted of wrongdoing. I mean, if you're convicted of wrongdoing, you're probably going to be in jail. Uh, the league also highlighted the uh, the group of supporters as the, as the other main contributing factor to the violence. Duh. But for, for that reason, the league is taking new steps to manage supporter groups and stadium security. One, no visiting supporter groups. The, the decision to ban visiting supporter groups was previously announced on March 6th, but it was confirmed after the owners' meeting. Two, no club support for fan groups. Clubs, clubs cannot support fan groups with tickets, funds, etc. And any clubs that do will face league sanctions. The third is supporters group identification. Beginning immediately, home supporter groups need to be identified before they can be granted entry into the stadium. Clubs that cannot accomplish this will not be able to admit those fans 
to their supporter group section. This does not impact fans who are not in the supporters group. So, what I was just and there's still more, but I, if you're a little confused by these when it says supporter groups and all this other stuff, uh, just by a quick little Google search, basically this is what I was talking about earlier, where there when you buy certain tickets, you have to buy the home team or the away team seats to to sit, you know, with your fan base because you're separated. That's what they're talking about with supporter groups. Uh, number four, introduction of fan ID program beginning in 2022 through 2023. The league will institute a fan ID program for supporter groups using facial recognition that will be extended to all fans admitted to any stadium. All league venues will be outfitted with facial recognition technology. Five, new security division in Mexican soccer. A division of security, intelligence, and risk analysis will be created to centralize all information, coordination, and planning between the league and federation. Ariola said the league would financially assist the efforts of the clubs to implement the fan ID programs and facial recognition and new division of security intelligence will coordinate efforts with all clubs. So, you know, when I, when I do this show 98, 99% of the time, I choose to do whatever you guys email me. Or what you guys DM me. And you guys always have... I mean, I get messages every week asking for a certain topic. And no one no one asks about my opinion on this topic. But this is something that I've been really stuck on. And I've been really concentrated on the last three days. I've been looking at a lot of stuff and wondering... When we're talking about conspiracy theories, why they were trying to cover it up. Why is it not in major news? It's just really weird. And the, the consensus we all come to is, but why? There's no good reason why you know, someone would purposely, like when they're talking about once one fan base wasn't being checked, one was, uh, why would you do that? Why would you purposely open the gates and let this happen? Why were you not intervening? Why were the cops not trying to do anything? And a lot, from what a lot of my friends uh, were telling me also is, you know, things are different down there compared to the U.S. So maybe they saw that it was too much danger to get involved. So they chose not to get involved. I don't know. But at the same time, when you when you know you talk about things being set up, you don't know who the security was. If there, if the one side was just being negligent, didn't care to check people, the other team was being very, very strict. You you don't know what's happening, and I don't. I you know after reading into all this, I don't think there's like some you know conspiracy theory behind it. When you start like you know looking at it, there's nothing. There's nothing good that can come from any of it. It looks bad on the teams. It looks bad on the fans. It looks bad on everybody. You know, there's no, there's no, I guess you could say, quote unquote, winner here. You know, Atlas fans, Quintero fans, uh, the league, the country. Because uh, I can't find, you know, any more articles. There was one article I read that said that they could potentially be banned from the World Cup. But I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to say that's true without having anything to back that up. But that's what was one, one of the first reported things. But again, why is ESPN not talking about this? Why is Bleach Report not talking about it? Why is it not important to you? Imagine this happened at a NFL game. Imagine this happened at a... Uh, imagine if it happened in the MLS. You know, uh, imagine, you know, U.S. soccer. You know, it, imagine, it would be worldwide news. It wouldn't just be domestic. It would be worldwide. So why is this not worldwide? But there, there is something... That's really troubling to me about it. 
Because we're sitting here looking at Russia, Ukraine, and there's so much propaganda going on with that whole thing, which is why I haven't really got too deep into it. You guys heard me and Goldie talk about it a little bit. You heard me talk about it in Dazzling Gaming. We kind of refrain from it because we don't know what's true and what's not. But, you know, you sit there and we see these videos of this soccer game. We see the videos from Ukraine and Russia. Um, nothing you've seen from Ukraine and Russia can prepare you for what you'll see if you look at these riots up. But it, it, it's... Something that's very troubling to me when I, you know, a father of four children that I'm bringing up in this world and the times are way different than when I was a kid. And the best way I could put it is seeing stuff like this, seeing how people treat each other, especially over a sport. It just goes to show it doesn't matter what country you're in, doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter what gender you are, what your pronouns are, what your political standing is. It doesn't matter. We have, as a society, as a worldwide society, have lost all respect for human life, in my opinion. We sit there and we see these videos and you can... And it's, it's, you know, it disturbed me. It really did. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like it was very disturbing to see some of these, some of these things like the, again, to strip somebody naked as they're already dead, continue to beat them while they're dead. It doesn't matter if that happened in Mexico, Brazil, America, Canada, China. I don't care if you can watch that and not be disturbed. We have lost respect for human life. And which is why there's so much tension on on both sides of the aisle, no matter which where you stand on whatever. To, but, but, but for something like this to happen over a sport, it, it blows my mind. And it, it really like it like hurts my heart that, you know, hopefully things don't get, hopefully things don't get, you know, Worse in the future. Hopefully, this is a one-time incident and don't even, don't even happen again. God, you know, God forbid it does. But it's one of those things for me. One of those things for me that it's a very scary time when you see everything in the news and you see things going on around the world. That there's so much lack of respect for each other. That. We can watch videos of people dying all the time. We can watch, you know, because of social media and how fast this stuff gets around. See, back, you know, back when we were kids or, you know, you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have a smartphone in your hand. And you would likely. If, if you were to hear about this, you would probably read in the newspaper. You know, let's say even back in the day when you first had Internet, you would probably you might see a little bit of it. But, you know, it was kind of censored on TV and you wouldn't get the full effect of what happened here so you wouldn't think much of it now because we're always seeing videos of people being shot robbed you know things being you know people people getting their stuff stolen people being stabbed you know um we're so used to seeing all this violence it's become we've been desensitized to all this kind of stuff and i and i see some people on you know People just trying to instigate and be stupid, you know, blaming it on, you know, poverty in Mexico and stuff like that. It, it, there's things that happen all around the world and I'm not going to get too far into this, but there's things that happen all around the world. Like 
when we talk about America and slavery, you know, I just had this conversation with somebody today that slavery still exists to this day in other countries. There's still slavery. You know that, right? That's why I always talk about why, why do we always got to bring up the black eye in the history? We can't celebrate how far we've come, you know, and America has moved past all that while other countries still have it. Just like in America, you could be gay in other countries. You get thrown off of a building for being gay. And then here, you know, and then in some countries you can root for the wrong team and be killed. It's, it's pretty insane. Pretty insane to see. It's very scary as a parent. Um, I'm not worried about my kids going to a sports game or something like that and dying, but it, there is a lack of respect for other human beings. And that, and that's very upsetting. It's, it's very troubling. And then, and then the fact that there's a lot of the reports out there trying to hide what exactly happened because they talk about in these articles, if you actually go through and you can go on Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever and look up these articles, they kind of, they don't make it. They don't, they don't really, they show pictures and the pictures are of people fighting and all this other stuff. You can't show pictures of people dead, right? But even their words don't really show you how gruesome and barbaric and just absolutely insane this situation was. I'm not going to beat this to death. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm kind of repeating myself. This is all kind of, there's really not that much preparation. I had a couple of tabs open. I read for you guys, but th this is a very troubling thing that I don't think many people are talking about. It's very confusing to me why it's not talked about more. You know, it's being overshadowed by things that like you aren't really that important, especially I'm talking about sports news. I'm not saying like it should be talked about over Russia, Ukraine, whatever. But when you go to sports news and you see like, oh, rumor, trader rumor, whatever, like, um, dude, there was a sport that happened over the weekend and 20 plus people died and you guys lied about it and didn't make, and, you know, Bleach Report hasn't put out another article. I was looking for one. As of this recording, they have not put out another one. So, yeah, la last. Uh. So right here, I'm going to, uh, there's an article right here. This is from, this is from the 8th of March. This is yesterday. Uh, I just, I just happened to open this up because I saw the date on it. The only reason I opened it up is I saw the date on it. And it says, and there's a quote in this article. It basically is what I already read you. But in this quote from BBC Sport, what's BBC Sport? This is a, yeah, BBC Sport. Yeah, it's, it's our, it's our BBC. It says, quote. Even though there are no deaths, we cannot say this is not a tragedy. That's that's the Querétaro state governor, Mauricio Curie, that there are zero fatalities. Now, here's the thing. Let me, let me explain. Okay, hold on. Last thing I'm going to say about this, and we're going to get out of here. I apologize. But let me, let, me, let me explain something to you. So if this game happened Saturday afternoon... And you made a made a comment on the on the uh, his so it says his comment was on Sunday night. So again, more than twenty four hours later, you are the state governor. You're telling me after fans all finally left that you you didn't pick up any dead bodies. You're telling me that the people that you can see in these videos, you can't lie about the videos. There's people with stab wounds. That are bleeding out. 
looks like they're having some people look like they're having a seizure, which means they're dying and no one's helping them, which means they probably died right there on the scene. And there's undeniably multiple dead bodies that were stripped. And I, and I have to keep emphasizing the strip naked part because that's just so. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, so. Anyways. So this is the Querétaro state governor saying that there's no deaths more than 24 hours after the riots happen. You're lying. You're lying. You know, then there's art, there, there's people right here on Twitter. It's it's in, it's in Spanish, so I'm not going to play it, but literally talking that night outside the stadium about how their friends were murdered in front of them. But here you are 24 hours later saying nobody died. Why? Is it because you knew the sanctions were coming? Is it because you didn't you were trying to hide the violence so you wouldn't be punished? Or did you know that you had a lack of security? So oh okay, here you go. This is this is the last thing I'm gonna say. It's in this article right here on Fan Nation. Uh SI.com, Fan Nation Soccer. Mexico. Or is it? Uh, Mexico is set to co-host the 2026 FIFA World Cup alongside with the U.S. and Canada. But many Mexicans took to Twitter over the weekend to urge FIFA to make a U-turn and not bring the World Cup to their country. FIFA said in a statement, FIFA is shocked at the tragic incident that took place at Querétaro Stadium in the city of Querétaro. During the fixture between the Querétaro and Atlas, the violence was unacce unacceptable and intolerable. FIFA joins the Mexican Football Association and the CONCACAF in condemning this barbaric incident and encouraging the local authorities to bring swift justice. Blah, blah, blah. Once again, FIFA would like to stress that violence should have absolutely no place in football and we will continue working with all parties to eradicate it from our game. So that's, that's kind of what, so that's more or less people are trying to get them to take it out. That's why I think the report is that it's not so much that they were being threatened to take it out, Fans are calling for him to not be able to co-host. So I, I just I I think just humans need to human beings need to start having respect for each other. Plain and simple. If you again, if you choose to look it up after this video or after this podcast and you look at the videos, please have caution. Uh make sure who you know who's around you when you look it up. You could easily find it just looking up soccer riot on Twitter and you'll find a bunch of videos and it's very, very graphic and I don't recommend you do it, but if you want, to, I mean, my words can't really describe what you're about to see. But I want to know. I I want to know more answers. And if you guys find any, you know, if you guys find any articles or any information that you know I didn't mention that would kind of shed more light on it, please email them to me. You guys can always email me at Glock at Glock Nine Show dot com. That's G L O C K at G L O C K N Nine N E S H O W dot com. Email me anything you guys want to hear, any questions, uh, any articles you guys you know have after a show. Again, this is more of again this is more of me giving my opinion. This isn't like a news podcast. It was just something that's been disturbing me. I wanted to kind of just sit here and vent about it because but it's, it's been really on my mind the last three days of how it's not in major news and how still. Three or four days afterwards, there's still some news outlets saying there were no deaths when you can clearly see them for yourself. So, I pray for all the families. I, I really, I really hope this never happens again. And I, it's it's a 
terrible tragedy. So, anyways, guys, again, follow me on Hover, hover.gg. If you guys sign up, use my referral code Glock9, G L O C K 9, the number 9, G L O C K 9. Um, you guys can find me at Glock9, G L O C K N 9 N E on hover.gg. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you guys follow the podcast or subscribe on whatever platform you guys are listening to it on. Best way to help this podcast grow is to go on Spotify or iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to it on. If it has ratings, give the show a rating, whether it's one star, five stars, doesn't matter. Just let me know what you think about the show. It greatly, greatly is appreciated. You can always email me, Glock at Glock9show.com. You can also find the contact me part on Glock9show.com. All the information is on, on my website if you guys have not seen it yet. But don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. It, it truly does help. Thank you guys so much for all the support recently. As always, stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.